Good afternoon, Adam. Good afternoon. Another day, another day. I'm not going to say another dollar. I just did. <laughs> so here we are again. We make a podcast about our coaching experience. My name is Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my long-standing partner, Adam Sunalter. Going on 20 years. Is it going on? It's going on 20, 20 years. years. Yeah, almost there. Wow. We've been coaching small businesses. Find that it's 25 people or less. And what we do is deal with the owners and teach them about business, answer their questions, which are all very answerable since we've been doing this for so long. And we have the education, the experience of owning, buying companies, coaching hundreds of small businesses in any industry. We do it all, honest to God. We love the small business owners that we have as clients. We don't take on everybody. They have to pass a little test that only Adam and I know the secret sauce to. And if you pass, we'll suggest that, hey, we'd love to coach you. Please let us uh, uh, make a a proposal to you. And we have, as I say, hundreds of clients, and they've all, just about all, one or two, one or two outliers here. But uh, they've just all been successful. And we have a lot of fun with them as well. What we do, we take our coaching experiences and we mold it into a show for our podcast. We have a podcast now that's well over 300 episodes. And it deals with the very thing I just said, coaching experiences with these small businesses, things that were perplexing to them and problematic to them. We solved and let them go on their way with a big smile. And uh, we can do that for you, too, if you're so inclined with your small business to learn things that vex you. I like to use that word. <laughs> it's a good um, word. It's a good word. It works. Uh, but, yeah, so that's what we do. And we take those experiences with our coaching business and we, again, mold it into a, a podcast. And today... We're going to talk about one of our clients asking us, how do I interview to find the best employees? Because she was and is looking for an add-on, and she's new to the interviewing process and to, to the attempted recruitment of somebody to work with them. They have a nice small business. They're doing very well. They're young. They're eager. They're smart. And they're hard workers. They're going to be successful, and they're piling on already. So, <laughs> some people it takes a little while to uh, to get it, but they're getting it. That's for sure. Uh, you know, to interview to find the best employee, boy, that's someone who who bottles that is going to be a very wealthy person. I like to use the Cleveland Browns football team, or really any professional football <laughs> team. They have more money than God. They basically put billions trying to find the best football players. They have a scouting system that costs hundreds of millions all over the world. They're looking for people and they find people and they watch people. They scout them. They test them. They poke them. They investigate them going back to when they were born. And they they assemble them at a, they call them combines where they work them out with, with, uh, uh, tough exercises, tough tough routines, check their speed, check, you know, just so much. And they weed out the bad apples, according to their analyses. 
They got the best of everything, more money again than God, and they spend it. And comes uh, draft day, they recruit these people. They recruit the best of the best, depending on who the guy before or after him is going to take, blah, 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 all these theories from Ivy League schools and, and others and experienced people. Pour all this effort into finding the best players. And what happens? Their percentage isn't 100% by far. I would say their, their percentage of finding good players who stick, who stick, are probably 60%. Maybe a little higher, maybe. And they they hire or not hire, but well, they do hire. You know, they select the best persons. You know, there's usually two or three people vying for number one pick of the whole draft. And these guys usually lately it's been quarterbacks, and they're trying to get the best quarterbacks. And again, they spend all this outlandish time and money with the best people that, that they can find in the world. And these quarterbacks don't make it. They bust. They bust after spending billions. Now, our clients looking to get tips on how to interview to find the best employee that they're looking for. And we know this. We know if they get the best employee, and we'll, def we'll, we'll say, we'll call that person a good employee. We'll take a good employee. The best employee... You could almost win the lottery before you're going to get the best employee. A good employee, you got a better than 60% chance, but at least somewhere in that vicinity, I would guess. Maybe not. Maybe it's it's a little less than that. But uh, we're going to talk about pros and cons and some tips, perhaps, on how to find that best employee and what you should do realistically. So that's a long introduction. We're, we're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. And our podcast, which you found and you're listening to right now, is uh, Adam and I kind of talking about coaching, coaching stuff. Coaching stuff. Well, it's called so Dirty Secrets. what do you Secrets. think? Yeah, it's called Dirty Secrets yeah. of Small Business, right? That's what we, that's what we call yeah. it. We're that's right. Uh, yeah. There, there are a lot of things that happen, you know, in, in business that you aren't sure. Is it normal, not normal? And so we're here to kind of reveal those secrets and uh, you mentioned we have over 300 episodes. This is episode 329, Jack, 329. Wow. And, and much like you mentioned, yeah, we'll have client situations. Some actually ask us directly, hey, do you have a, do you have a podcast on this topic? And often if we don't, we say, no, we can create one, though. So we're, you know, we create one. That's the, way, that's the way it works here, too. If you, if you want to uh, suggest a topic you, you haven't heard from, just email us at radio at MaximumVP.com. So, so let's, let's jump in. You're setting the table there with a world-class organization, Jack. I know usually the world word world class and Cleveland Browns and they go together certainly recently, but again, it's we can, a, we can dream a little bit, right? <laughs> well, it's certainly a, a world class organization. Your point is, it's one of thirty two teams, right? So there's you know it's a limited market and it's very competitive, and the folks trying to get in there are usually the best of the best from that standpoint. So if we contrast that with uh, you know you mentioned that they're searching every corner of the earth for their for their people. If we contrast that, Jack, with where many of our clients are, and they're more on the opposite of that spectrum, Jack, which is, okay, now I've run out of siblings and cousins and aunts and and friends and neighbors and folks who I know. Okay, now, now who do I hire, right? I have to go off that, off that no like and trust tree to people who I don't know yet. How do I do that? 
And so, you know, you, you'll, you'll perhaps kind of wander out and, 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 you know, place an ad on Indeed or, or ZipRecruiter or, uh, or what we got monster.com, you know, there's, there's all sorts of kind of, um, all sorts of places you can kind of go to start to look for people. Right. And, you know, what happens is you get a flood in, often there's a flood back of resumes of people applying for that job. And so all of a sudden you've got 10, 15, 20, maybe a hundred resumes that come in over the course of a couple of days. And here you are piled up with these things, right? And all you're looking for is one person, Jack. You're looking for that one person and you know, out of those 10, 1500 people that you, you have here. So one of the things that you're often trying to do is, you know, how do you not waste a bunch of time with people who aren't a good fit for your for your organization? And so if you've been through the process before, you can appreciate that probably at least, you know, a quarter or a third or maybe even half of the folks that apply have no bearing on what you're trying to do, right? So we've had we've had clients in the past that are in, uh, you know, more in the trades area. Maybe, you know, maybe they're doing landscaping stuff, maybe they're doing plumbing, maybe they're, they're doing construction or contracting stuff. And here's somebody who's got a nursing degree applying for the job, right? It's like, what do you, wait, who, who's this, right? So some folks, it's pretty obvious that they, they aren't quite what you're looking for, right? They, they don't have, they don't, they, they don't quite have it. But as you go through, you're able to kind of try to narrow it down. And like many things, you know, people on paper can maybe say the right things, or they, you know, maybe they've been coached along in terms of what to kind of put up there. And so they might sneak into your pile. Well, that's the, that's the good pile, right? So these are the folks that I want to, you know, talk to. And so the way to think about this, and there's often, a, you know, a, a kind of those first couple steps that you would kind of take somebody during the process. The first one would be having, you know, a phone interview or a phone screening, whatever you want to kind of call it. And this is, picture this being a 10 to 15 minute phone call. And like many things in the interview process, you as the interviewer are trying to find reasons not to hire this person, basically, right? So what what things you you want to be kind of checking for or thinking about because this this phone interview is kind of the the gateway to more of a formal interview where you you'd have a sit down you know in person maybe today might be might be virtual you know via Zoom but it'd be more of a a detailed interview but the key with this this first ten minute screening is you want to make sure that you get rid of the folks that aren't a fit we couldn't get rid of on just looking at their applications or resumes. And figure out who do you actually want to sit down and meet with and talk to, to really seriously consider doing that. And to do it without investing several weeks worth of time in terms of hundreds of hours trying to figure this out, Jack. Because it can be overwhelming just to kind of see this flood coming in. And I, and I don't want to miss that one person. I don't want to miss that, that, that one good person who's in that stack, Jack. Just because I'm overwhelmed, I'm not quite sure what I'm looking for, or maybe I'm not asking the right kind of questions. So it can be overwhelming, can be intimidating. Again, coming off that family friend relation tree of people that, that you bring in to, 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 to total strangers. So where do you start? Where do you start? So what's the what's the purpose of a phone screen? You know, you know, what should that look like? If I've got 15 minutes for a phone screening and I'm screening you, Jack, okay. So I'm the you know, I'm the business owner, you're you, here you are applying for the job. So a good way to start is usually, you know, me as the person who's kind of put things out there is to just review quickly at a high level what the position's all about, right? Here's what we're, here's what we're looking for. Here's what the, the job requires. Here's, here's the duties of the job. So explain the job a little bit, but then also talk about the company. Here's a little bit about, about our company, you know, in terms of, you know, kind of where we are, where we're going, but maybe two or three minutes, 
okay? A good number to keep in mind is 70-30. 70% them talking, 30% you talking. All right, so picture good. You know, so I have a 15 minutes, Jack. That's about four minutes, four and a half minutes. So the idea with the questions with these screenings, is you want to get people talking. You want to get them talking about some key stuff. Because again, keep in mind, you're trying to figure out, do I want to meet this person or not? Or how do I screen them out so I'm not going to be wasting my time with an in-person interview with somebody who, who isn't the right fit? So what things do you focus on? How do you do that simply so you aren't pulling all your hair out or creating tremendous frustrations for yourself? Whatever you do, whatever you're going to do, you have to work up a list of questions for them. Be prepared. That's for sure. Right. And so what so what kind of categories of things do you know should people be thinking about, right? So, <clears> you know, I think one very obvious one is kind of, you know, people's skills. Right? So you you have a job that you you've created, you you have a job description or outline some detail in terms of here's kind of what this person's going to be doing, right? So there's there's certain skills with that. So again, you know, if I'm looking to hire if if I'm looking to hire an electrician, Jack, there's certain skills that are required for that for, for that position. You, know, you and I, if we were to apply for that job, should very quickly get screened out. I'm not having the right kind of skills to be an electrician because we, you know, we aren't going to show anywhere on our, on our resume that we've been putting in, you know, electrical panels or running wire or doing the things that electricians do, right? So there's certain skills like that that you want to kind of that are basic kind of skills, and I think it's helpful to to take those skills, Jack, and you have a handful of them that are kind of non-negotiable, right? That, hey, the person has to have at least these three or four things, minimum, to start with. And then maybe you have another handful of things that, hey, it'd be nice if they had these things. They aren't required, but it'd be nice if they had those kind of skills, right? So kind of a certain baseline for sure. And you know, chances are, as you're going through and reviewing the resumes, that's part of what you're hopefully looking for. You're trying to figure out, hey, you know, do they have that kind of baseline of skills that are you know that we need for this okay and again especially for the ones that you're going to call kind of non-negotiable the second area that i often think about it's kind of closely related to this is kind of what's that person's experience you know it's different than the skills we're really trying to rely upon somebody's experience and so it, it's often typical that you might want to have a minimum amount of experience in mind too you know, when it comes to this and it could be just general experience like hey i want to make sure somebody's been in the business world or, you know, doing whatever for five, 10 years, you know, so it gives you a sense, Hey, you know, I'm looking for somebody who's got maybe at the earliest or in their late twenties, early thirties, you know, versus somebody who's a teenager, let's say, right. So it helps to kind of, to, to, to kind of, to kind of narrow that down. And again, it might be somebody that you want, Hey, if I'm hiring somebody for, you know, an office manager role, Jack, do I want somebody who's been an office manager before who kind of knows what that looks like, or do I just want somebody who's got some general business experience and can learn these skills that, you know, or that, you know, can learn that part of the job. So what kind of experience do you want that person to have? And it's not always the person who has the, 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 the exact experience that you're looking for, let's say Jack, right? If you have somebody who's maybe had that office manager job in three other places, well, they have a lot to unlearn perhaps too, in terms of why, you know, how they do certain things, because you have a certain way that you like to have things done. You may have to help them unlearn a bunch of stuff if they have too much experience, right? So it's helping to kind of figure out in terms of just starting with those very simple ones of kind of that skill base and those experience base. 
And you can start to kind of build a couple of questions around that in terms of how, how do you test somebody? You know, we've talked with, you know, again, I can come back to more of the, the, the trades areas, Jack, but talking about how do you figure out if somebody can do what they said they can do? And um, the best way to do that is have them do it. Right, right. So have you know, do a little exercise. So we, we had a client years ago, he had them you know, like make a little box, right? You know, out of wood. It was okay. Well, hey, uh, you say you can do this and you have these basic skills about just kind of measuring and, and cutting and putting things together. Well, look, here we go. Here's a simple thing that, if you have the skills that you say you have, should take you about 10 minutes to do, right? So let's go. Now I'll give you 20 minutes to do it because you're under a little bit of pressure because I'm watching you and it's an interview process, right? But you should be able to kind of get this stuff figured out. And you'll know right away, right? So picture you and I. You'd be looking at look at this thing, looking, looking at the right, looking, okay, looking over top. Yeah, okay. Well, what are you doing there? I'm just kind of assessing the situation where say so just kind of <laughs> jump in, start moving stuff around. So you, you can tell pretty quickly. In terms of somebody knows knows what they're doing, right? Um, I think it was somewhere on the on the office front, right? Somebody said, "Well, hey, if you had to save something, you know, that's a Word document, save it as a PDF. How do you do that?" And somebody, you know, what somebody said to that, they said, "Well, you just go into the Word document, you save it as PDF dot doc, right?" Okay, great. That's what I'd say. Right. Oh, hey, great. Good answer, Jack. Anyway, so, okay, it's been nice meeting you, and we'll be in touch, right? It was one of those kind of things. So it was, it was it was pretty obvious that that person didn't have experience in doing that, you know? And and so, again, it comes back to, you want to be able to ask some of those questions around that, okay? Because people, people, so many people seem to falsify. They certainly exaggerate their... Remember that one guy we were interviewing for a uh, one of our clients that tried to find a chief financial officer? And we asked them uh, during the questioning here, what, what's a financial statement? What is the balance sheet and an income statement? And he didn't know. He, he didn't know. And he was, he was applying for that position. So that was get up and, hey, it was nice knowing you and good right. luck on your hunt, whatever it is you're hunting for. So, so but, but I think that's it's often overlooked, Jack, or it almost seems too obvious to ask those kind of things, right? And you often get in trouble when you're assuming things. You assume, well, hey, they must know because they're, they're applying. So they, they must have that stuff. They must know that. Or your point, maybe we, we give them the answers. Well, what are the financial statements? Versus, well, what's the P&L on the balance sheet, right? You know, it, it, it matters how you ask the question, too. And so, you know, part of this is, you know, you start with a, a small list. And keep in mind, this is, a, you were talking about, they're going to be talking to you for 10, 15 minutes. So it's, it's a handful of questions. So, you know, maybe you start to scribble some down, have some brainstorming ideas, and then you start to kind of narrow that list down to where it's going to be a total of a handful of questions. But it's important, again, to, to check, to check what's on that resume in terms of, okay, tell me about your experience there. You know, have them share stories. Have them share stories about things you, you know are a problem, right? So if all of a sudden... You know, you're you're hiring somebody for a daycare center and you're asking about, well, tell me, tell me about a, a time, Jack, when you had it, you know, you, you had some kids that, that were misbehaving. How'd you handle that? Right. Well, if you've been working with, with 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 kids for years, Jack, you know, you've got multiple stories of when you've had kids misbehaving. Right. Well, my kids never misbehave. I, I'm, what? I, I, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you, you know that that's not true. Right. So, again, it's coming back to. Don't assume that those basic things. Are, so ask some basic questions, but ask them in a way that, again, it's going to test their knowledge. And you know right away. It's much like when we meet a business owner, Jack, we start asking questions very directly about key stuff that almost nobody else talks to them about. Well, why is that? Because we know that these are the 
these are the important things that somebody's worried about or thinking about that are key things that they should be doing, right? So we're able to have a discussion that's very different from somebody else who doesn't have, have that experience. So it's the same kind of thing is true for this. So start with those skills and experience. And then I think another thing that's often maybe overlooked, and I don't know a better word to use this, Jack, other than kind of the intangibles, okay? And, um, you know, you should be putting as much or maybe even more weight on this versus those skills and experience uh, piece of it. And often people don't do that. So, you know, things like attitude, that's pretty important, isn't it? And, and, and trying to judge somebody's attitude, how they, how they approach situations, how they would handle things. So you want to test those, you want to ask questions around those kind of things. And you also pay attention to your gut. All right, your gut's pretty educated at this point in your life. You've experienced a lot of things. You've met a lot of people. If for some reason your gut is telling you this is not the right person for you, even if you can't articulate exactly why you're feeling that, we say go with your gut. Go with your gut and say something feels off about this person. I'm going to pass on them. Look good on paper. They're answering some of the you know some of the the, the skills and experience questions well, but. I just don't feel right with them, Jack, you know? Okay, move on, right? Move on. There, there's something there's something there, and you often can't pinpoint it, so that, that often will trip somebody up. They're like, well, I can't rationalize to you, Jack, why I don't feel good about this person, but I just don't. Well, let's bring it up. We need people, Jack. We need people, you know? Don't turn them away. Okay. Yeah, chemistry. Chemistry, that's called chemistry as well, right? Okay. Right. And it's uh, very, very important. And keep in mind, uh, as Adam said earlier, there's you're going to be talking 30% of the time. They're going to be talking 70%. And let them talk. Ask the question and sit back and, and listen to the answer. And make sure it's it's clarified to your satisfaction. But they, you know, you have to have trouble. If you're in the office, maybe you don't like doing accounts receivable or whatever, filing papers, if you still have papers. But what... Uh, you know, if if you don't have the list of things that you're looking for to talk about and have them talk about their experience in those, you're, you're not going to get the kind of information you might need in an interview. You just won't get it. So you have to be prepared that way. It's very important. Yeah, I think I think attitude wise for you as the interviewer, right, you know, how do you approach the interview? Are you, are you trying to be nice and make friends and like it's a social setting? Are you going to be a total prick and 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 push hard on them? Somewhere in between, right? I mean, you know, but you know, for for you as the interviewer and how you're handling stuff and talking about things, you know, there might be a way that you come, you know, I don't say come out of character a little bit, but again, in terms of how you're how you're doing stuff, because part of what you're trying to figure out is again, is this person trying to sell me something, right? Or you know. Are they are they stretching the truth about their experience and what they've done or kind of how they are? Are they just are they putting their best face forward? Right, people can people can can act nice and you know be cheery or do, do whatever for 15, 20 minutes, right? They, they can try to be a certain way. Maybe that's part of what you're feeling in terms of what you know what that's gonna be. So so the chemistry is a big part of this. Um, you know, and I guess even under the intangible part too, maybe more intangible because maybe everybody doesn't think this way, but in terms of style, you know, we talk about disc style here, you know, a lot, Jack, you know, disc being the DISC, the behavior assessment. And depending on the kind of person you're looking for, 
You know, do you need a person who's more detail oriented? Okay, that's a certain disc style, you know, more of those kind of C type persons. So if you're, you know, part of that too is you're going to be thinking about, you know, the, the type of role that you're, you're, you're trying to fulfill, you know, what kind of person would fit there and be energized by the stuff that you're, that, that you're asking them to do versus be totally wiped out and drained by it. You know, and a person who's going to be analyzing spreadsheets all day is a little different versus a person doing cold calls every day. Versus somebody, you know, going around and glad handing with, you know, with folks versus doing customer service. There's often, there's a different natural behavior style that will fit those things. So you want to be kind of keeping these things in mind as you're having this initial phone screening. And as you said, Jack, you should be having a list of questions that you use and try to keep it consistent. So you're asking people the same kind of questions and it helps you because again, once you've talked to three or four or five people, it starts to run together. They all sound like they're the same. And who's, who said this? Who said that? So, you, you, you know, you, you got to be taking some notes during this to make sure you're, it's clear in your mind who is the right person, who, you know, who said the right things. And again, having a, a, a check mark, a positive thing that you're feeling good versus negative. Um, but again, if, if, if you don't feel good about them, it's okay. Pass. There's somebody else out there. There, there are other folks, there are other good folks who are out there. So don't settle for somebody that you don't feel you don't feel great about. It's just like any relationship, right? If, if you're out dating somebody and something goes, you know, just doesn't quite feel right, well, cut it off in the first date. Don't go on a second and third and fourth date, right? Or, or heaven forbid, go go further than that. That's why the, that's why a lot of divorces happen. Same thing's true for for employees. You, know, you hire employees, all of a sudden they 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 wash out in thirty days or less. You know, well, why is that? There's another big factor that. You should incorporate and maybe uh, use a minute of your 70% of the, the time that you're going to be talking. This, this, this for the uh, uh, interview E, okay. and that is success. Ask them about success. Tell them, tell them that success is a very difficult question to answer. Uh, but I'd like to know what your success has been in the business world. Well, not even the business world. Yeah, what has success been? And leave it like that. Tell me what your definition of success is. And let them talk and listen. Stroke your chin if you want. Very interesting. You know, you can, uh, no, I'm kidding. But uh, get in a conversation about success. And it doesn't necessarily mean uh, business success in a sense of advancements and and uh, you know promotions, although that's that's good. I mean that's not bad. Successful wherever you were working before, but see how they explain it. See how they line up. See the words they use. See the enthusiasm, the the stars in their eyes in a good way. Uh, let's see what they say. Do they know what it is? Because when you get going, if you're a business owner who is really involved in trying to be better and best, you're looking for the best employees, the best people who interview. You want best to equal success. You want to be able to see that that person's probably going to fit in. I feel good in my gut about them. I, I, I like the, the explanation of how they got promoted. I like the fact that they were in the high school band and won an award. You know, people have to understand success because it takes work, good work, to be successful. And, you know, if you have a team, you want a team player. You have to have that. So that's that's a big, to me, that's a very big key. You know, tell me about your successes. And you'll get a lot from that question. 
Maybe even good enough for the Cleveland Browns to, to ask. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a, a thing we discover. It's probably that's probably the the dirty secret of the day, Jack. It could be you know for this, which is yeah, you know if people haven't experienced success before, it's unlikely they're going to experience it with you, or because they aren't going to necessarily recognize what it looks like or what it takes to be there. And so yeah, as you listen to them talk, it's a great question. Again, these open ended questions kind of get them talking, and just kind of see. You're never sure where it's going to go. Or what they're yeah, what they're going to bring up. They're going to bring up something from grade school, okay? All right versus, but versus not showing what to do or uh, some more rote answer. You know that, that sounds more programmed versus hey, it's you know them telling a true story. So part that's part of the trick too, Jack. You're going to be asking those questions that they they haven't gotten before because that mm-hmm. that gives you those honest answers versus the the practiced answers that they've been practicing with with other folks or with whoever else. We like to, uh, we like, Adam and I like to also encourage when they're interviewing and looking for people, good people. They, uh, yes, hang on a minute. When you're looking for good people, often you're going to hear from HR departments are notorious for this. You know, that person, yeah, they look good, but we may have to overpay them or we're going to overpay them. So they can't fit the, the box that checks off what their criteria is and what it's worth and whatever, whatever salary or wage or competition or uh, compensation, whatever they, you know, were getting before now what they want falls out of our ranges. And we say, that's a lot of nonsense. If you have a good person, a small business can overpay us a, a good person and that good person can come in and probably make changes and recommendations in six months for sure. That would be huge benefits or things that you've been trying to do, which you consider very important in the business. Probably put a big dent in it, if not complete it. We're not talking about product expertise. We're talking about the marketing to get sales, the organization, the, the kinds of uh, incentives that you, you build in. You got to be creative. Don't box up things. And if you have an opportunity to get somebody, don't don't deny them because they're too expensive, unless they're asking for half a million dollars and your top wage in the company uh, with bonuses a hundred. But that's not the case. That's rarely the case. You'll be having people who should be qualified to take a job that you're looking for, and when you find that that one exception, boy, jump all over it. Even if it costs you a little bit more money. That usually a good person, a good person is going to pay for themselves very quickly. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, come back to the to the dating example, right? Almost like you you're out of somebody's league. Well, she's out of your league, Jack. You know, you know, want you want you playing your own league. You know, she's she's too hot for you, right? One of those things. And hey, this person, this person's too good for us, Jack. You know, we, we can't bring him in here. Nonsense. They applied for the job. Okay. Let's bring them and talk to them. And I think to your point, we have so many examples of that where somebody comes in and just in three to six months, they, they add so much value to the organization. They start to wonder how they survive without that person being around, you know, and that's what it can, what it can do. And they certainly do pay for themselves and, and uh, bring a lot more joy, make business a lot more fun for you too. That's a big part of what you're trying to do here. You're trying to invite people to your team. And as much as you always hope that it's the case that you hire them for life, you know, it's not, it's rarely the case. 
but maybe hire him for a good couple of years and it's going to help you get to that next level in terms of what you're trying to do. Or maybe you do find somebody that is that, that lifelong employee for you. You're going to have some of those as well. And so you should approach it that way, but also be mindful that it's, you know, the likelihood of that happening, much like high school sweethearts getting married, that doesn't happen very much anymore, Jack. So it happens, but it's, it's a little more unusual. So that's one of those things as you, as you kind of get better and kind of find your own rhythm at this. The more you do it, the more you're hiring. And, and we often encourage our clients to be, to be interviewing all the time because you're always looking for good people. And you're never quite sure when they're going to show up, right? They don't necessarily show up when you need them, when you have a job opening. They may show up right after you hired somebody or six months too early, whatever it might be. But you want to be able to kind of grab those good people and bring them on board and, and know what they look like to be able to grab them when they do, when they do appear. And if you're asking the right questions and you become a very good screener and interviewer, you're going to increase your, the likelihood of you finding those best employees, Jack, tremendously. Yes, I agree. I agree. Nice. So good luck in that hunting. It's a lot of fun. It really, I mean, it can be. It can be boring too, but it, uh, you're you're doing good, decent job of screening. You're going to have some pretty good people in front of you. So that's right. Good luck. Good hunting. That's it. it. Gives you a chance to talk about your business too. See how, see how all you present and talk about your stuff and get them excited. And the more folks that know about you and your company, the better. That's always a good thing too. Mm. Yes, definitely. Excellent. Okay. Well, that's a good show. We got that covered about a half hour or so, which is always a good, kind of the normal time we like to kind of cover these topics to give you enough to kind of get you started to kind of get your mind going. That's kind of our, our, our show here today in terms of how do I interview to find the best employees. If you like what you heard today, you can get the other 328 episodes at our website, uh, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. Uh, better yet, if you're listening to us on a podcast player, whatever that might be, iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or it might be, if you go to the store there, and search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business. You can subscribe to the show. We typically drop a new show, a new episode every uh, every Thursday. So we deliver right there to your to your smartphone uh, or smart device. As we mentioned at the outset of the show, if there are other topics or questions you want you want us to cover, you can email us, radio at maximumvp.com, or you can give us a call, 330-849-0670. So that's our show for this week. Appreciate y'all listening, and we'll talk to y'all. Bye-bye.